Mitch and his dad podcast episode 31. Uh, I'm Mitch and with me as always is my dad. What's the whoops? Something happened. Uh Uh-oh. You all right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, just for a minute there, it seemed like it blipped out. Hmm. I think we're all right now, though. I think we're okay. I think we're okay, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the stats, and looks like everything's fine. How are you? I'm doing all right. How about you? Doing okay. Doing all right. A little little tired, but... uh... You're tired? Yeah, that weird thing where, um, like, twice last night I woke up at much earlier than I should have, kind of. Uh, I woke up at 3 a.m. thinking... Did you go to bed earlier? No, oddly enough, I went to bed at the same time. I just, I woke up at 3 a.m. I think it's because it was, uh, I don't know, like, that usually happens, like, Tuesdays or Wednesdays. Like, when that happens, it happens either, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday. And Why uh, is that? I, I'm not really sure, actually. I think because the start of the week, I'm good. You know, like, the first, you know, Monday, I'm like, I'm all good. But then, for some reason, I'll slack you know, Tuesday or Wednesday, so if I wake up slightly early, I get all paranoid, and I think, you know, because I didn't hear, I don't wake up, if I don't wake up to my alarm, I, I think, oh, oh, you know, I slept in, and it doesn't register, I'll look at the clock immediately when I wake up, but it doesn't register in my head, so I, I okay. jumped up, I looked at the clock, it was like 3.05, and I thought that it was 6.05, and I was like, uh oh, because I have to be out of here by six ten to be <laughs> to be on time, you know. And so uh. I thought, oh no, it's six oh five. I'm running around, getting my clothes on and everything, and feeding my cat, and then I'm standing there and I was like, It's really dark for <laughs> And I thought, well, it might be another gloomy day, and then I look over and I'm like, Oh, it's it's three oh seven. Three oh, you know. So I went, yeah. So I was, then I was like, oh goody, I have several more hours of sleep. So I went back to bed, and then oddly enough, it happened again at four forty three. This time, I, this time I thought it was six forty three. So now I was like screaming at myself. I was like, you can't How am read I late again. You can't read your clock too good. It's a digital clock too. <laughs> It's that bad. Like, it just doesn't register. Oh, jeez. My brain doesn't work for about five minutes after I wake up. So, yeah, that's, you know, that's what happened. You know, I have almost the exact same st- When I used to travel a lot, and you spend a lot of time in hotels and so forth. And <clears throat> I used to, I got in a habit of calling the desk for a wake-up call. Um. And what I do when they when they would call me is the phone would ring like a clock ring, and I would just pick up the receiver and hang it back up, you know. Right. So I had an important meeting that next morning, and had some things I had to do to get ready that I could have done the night before, but I was too tired, so I, w- I figured I'd do it in the morning. So I had the wake-up call set for like, 5.30 or something like that for, for the for the, for the wake-up call. Mm-hmm. So I'm sleeping, and the phone rings, and I reach over and hang it up, and I get up, and I take my shower, and 
get on my clothes. I didn't put my tie on yet because I was going to go down and have some coffee. So I got my materials together, and I walked out of my room, and you had to walk across this through the uh, lobby to get to the coffee shop. And I'm walking through the lobby, and there's nobody around. And uh, I'm looking toward the cafe, and it's all dark. It's not even open. Uh-oh. So... You know, I'm all upset, and so I get the I finally get somebody at the front desk, and uh, I said, "What time is the What time is the cafe thing open?" You know? Oh, it usually opens about six thirty, quarter seven. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Well, that's not too long. I can wait, you know, twenty minutes or whatever it is." He goes, "Sir, it's two <laughs> fifteen. <laughs> Somebody had called my room." You know, either by mistake or whatever. And I don't ever answer the phone. See, I just pick it up and hang it back up. So here I was. It was like one thirty in the morning, 2.30 in the morning. And now I can't go back to sleep because, uh, you know, I, 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 I've i never been good at going back to sleep. Right. And all this time then to kill, you know, and I couldn't get any coffee. Da, da, da. So I just went back in the room, did all my little pre-arranged meeting stuff and I'll never forget that. Mm-hmm. Second funny story from traveling. St. Louis, Missouri in the winter. Heavy mm-hmm. snow. I was at, I'm in a rental car because I had flown up there. And snowed, I mean, snow is covering everything. So I'm sitting in the restaurant eating breakfast. And I'm looking out the back, big, long windows, big glass facing the back parking lot where all the cars are. And all you can see is little humps, you know. No, like snow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. oh, I got you. And I didn't even think about it. I, you know, I paid my bill and I'm and I went trudging out into the snow with my top cap, top coat, and hat on. And all of a sudden, it dawns on me that I don't know what kind of car I have. I forget completely. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I can't even remember what color it is or anything. So I get the key and I'm looking at the key and it's a Ford. So I said, okay, it's a Ford. <laughs> I'm out here, and I'm scraping snow off of cars, and I'm looking back at the restaurant, and everybody's got a like a giant view of me, and they're all cracking up, and they're hitting on the window, and you know, don't go to that car, that's my car, you know. I'm out there for at least a half an hour, and I finally hit it was a Ford Galaxy, is what it was, and. Now, did you, did you, the moment you finally saw the right car, did you go, oh, that's the one? The, like, oh, yeah. Trigger the yeah, I, remembered it, I remembered it when I saw it. And, it. and it was not immediately that I could get in it because it's covered with snow. So I'm having to get this sort of a box thing that was in the back seat. And I got the lid of the box and I was scraping the snow off of the mm-hmm. car. And I still had ice under the snow. Oh, wow. So then you start it up and you turn on your, uh, defrost that's the way you melt the ice oh, and you yeah. run those wipers across that ice and it's, you know it's just scraping away and the defrost is blasting and uh yeah i didn't have a scraper is what it was and uh so eventually i was able to get a little hole in the window enough to where i could drive off <laughs> uh, wow i want Hey, I was mentioned to you earlier when I called you when we talked earlier about talking about some stuff that went on this week. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. I was actually going to ask real quick, though. Because discovery. I was worried that, I'd, uh, that, that we'll forget if we move on too fast. As, as I remember, you used to have, uh, like, sleepwalking issues when you when I was young. Very bad. Yeah, so I, that's why it surprises me that... You know, it was funny. That sleepwalking was worse up in the mountains of Flagstaff than it was anywhere. Huh. Remember the morning I went outside with just my underwear on? I remember in Phoenix, you... I remember one time you, you came this out... This isn't to talk about me sleepwalking. <laughs> you came out... I haven't done years. You came out of the bedroom, and you walk around in your underwear, and you said, you said I gotta feed the bunnies, because we had the bunnies at the time. And you used to keep that big gulp by the bed, so you walked out with your big gulp full of ice. <laughs> and you walked into the garage... You walked the same path that you would had you gone to the backyard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As far as the same distance, yeah. and you even <laughs> took a quick left right where the cages would be if you were in the backyard, and you just yeah. dumped your glass onto the <laughs> pavement. You just dumped this ice water cup, uh, and then you just walked back into the bedroom and went to sleep, and I just thought, what the heck was that? It was the first time I'd ever seen sleepwalking, and I just remember going like, what was that? What? Why did he? What? I was so confused. So, my, I, your I mom was actually that. your mom was actually scared to death when I would do that. She just she uh she she didn't like it. I mean, it was scary to her. You're saying that doesn't happen anymore, though, huh? No, it hasn't happened in years. Yeah. Can't even remember the last time it happened. See, that's why I wonder why I would think that you would have the same issue with when you first wake up, you're not all there in the head. Or maybe that's why I have it, is because you had the sleepwalking, and instead of sleepwalking, I have where I, I'm just out of my mind for the first few minutes I'm awake. It's, it's I mean, well, you know, uh, reality I'll, doesn't I'll, exist. I'm still sort of halfway into a dream. Everything's confusing to me. I was told by a shrink that sleepwalking is very close to dreaming. In other words, it's 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 a function of the brain that's very similar to dreaming. Hmm. It's in the same area of the brain, I guess you'd say. Makes sense. And uh, but it just has a physicality to it that the dreaming doesn't have. By the way, I well, we'll talk about that in a minute. All right. I wanted to tell you about my invention. Okay. You want to tell the whole internet? Oh yeah, it doesn't matter. All I'm right. not gonna. I won't be exact enough for anybody to do anything. All right. It's a sports-related thing, and uh, Tommy's all excited about it. When I see him, he wants me to go <coughs> exercise. He wants to make sure I get Sheila to figure out how to copyright it, but I don't think there's any way you can do that with something like this. Mm. Anyway, what it is is I was trying to – I've always been interested in statistics, financial statistics, sports, whatever it is. I'm, I like statistics. I'm there's, a certain, there's a certain truth statistics that you can't argue with yeah if they're done right it's not like a poll in other words right i, I so like them too i was trying to what i tried what was trying my goal was in my mind i thought about this for months in my mind before i actually put it on paper my goal was to have some statistics related to sports where you couldn't argue about in other words for instance i started with pro basketball 
And the idea came to me because pro basketball had a thing here about five years ago where they called out the, the 50 greatest, the great 50 greatest. Uh-oh. Put it on by the writers and the players, you know, and they voted, and Sorry, this was I, the 50 it, it, guys that came out. It cut out just before. So I decided you, I was going to do hold a on, 50 greatest, but I was going to use some Whoa. sort of statistical measurement. Hold on, made, can you hear me? Can you hear me at all? And hello, to identify hello? what I would say are the greatest basketball players at all time. Check, check, one, two. Can you? Huh? Hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, because I was trying to say, I was trying to pause you for a minute there because you you cut out during an important part, and then I kept saying, "Hold on, hold on," and I think oh. you couldn't hear that. Um, you had said, uh, "Now I forgot because I kept trying to stop." Well, you. Let me just, I'll just continue on. Uh, it'll, yeah, you were saying you were saying that you were trying to figure out in basketball a way to uh, you'd figured out something in statistics where, and you started on it. And you said and things like that. So there was something in the middle. Yeah, okay, it's, in other words, I want to be able to identify the greatest players of all time in all the sports, but I started with basketball because it's the easiest. Okay. And I put together three statistics called the rap, which fits very well for pro basketball because there's a lot of rap fanatics that play and are fans of basketball. The rap means R means rebounds, A means assists, P means points. Yeah. That's three offensive statistics. When you add those three together, uh, first, no, first you have to get the average per game for one player of those three things. You add them together and you come out with one number and you gauge each player based on that one number. The highest number is number one, blah, 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 so forth. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> there's no arguing it. You can't argue it. This, I mean, this is the way to rate basketball players. There's just no doubt about it. The three most important offensive statistics are rebounding, assists, and points. There's nobody can even argue that. And the way I've put them together on a per game basis, it makes the number rather small. For instance, I would say all the really great players, numbers, the three numbers added together come to 30 or more. What I noticed was the guys are just the regular, ordinary players or the young guys that haven't are just coming up. All of theirs are under 30. They're in the, tw- they're in the 20s. Mm. There's a select few players, nine of them to so nine of them exactly, whose numbers added together come in the 40s. Oh, wow. So these would be like not only the top nine guys, but like the superstars of all-time basketball. I'll bet. One as, player. As, is as, it, I'll bet you that's Michael Jordan. Wilt Chamberlain. Oh, I was going to say, I could probably name the nine that you're thinking of. I'll see if okay, I can name well, it. Let me, get, let me get my list here. All right. I'm going to see yeah. how many of them I can name. I might not right. know much about sports, but I bet you I can name. It's one of them that's a. There's one of them that's the most surprising one. Okay, I'm gonna see. Uh, it's a guy that I thought would have would have would have been in there, and he and he's not. And everybody's right. very surprised. All Let right, me get I'll my see what I can do here. Guys on it. Uh, <coughs> shoot. Okay, here it is. Okay. Okay. I, 
So nine. All right. I'm gonna go mostly older, like players that from 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 kind of a way back. But I might throw some new ones in there. So let's see if I can get these. Okay. And these are in no order. I'm just I'm just throwing out guesses. Yeah, I got you. It's the only time you'll get me talking about sports because we're talking statistics. Okay. <laughs> I like stats. Um, okay. I'm gonna go Michael Jordan. He's in there. He's number six. Magic Johnson. Nope. Wow. Larry Bird. Yes, he's number eight. Okay. Uh, now, I I always heard that Scottie Pippen was a good all around player, but I don't know that he was so good that he would have ended up on that list. So I'm gonna I'm gonna save him. I'm gonna save he's him for a minute. Not even in the he's yeah, not even yeah. in the thirties, much less the forties. Yeah, I, I just I've always heard that he was a good all around player. Dominique Wilkins. No, now now the guys you've named are are in the top fifty. Okay, all right. They're not in those top nine. Okay. Uh, uh, Magic. I mean, beside uh, Michael Joe. For instance, Magic is number 14, so that's oh, pretty that close. That's close. That's close. All right. Um, I'm going to go Shaq. Uh, nope. Wow. Okay. I'm really not good at this. Uh, um, <laughs> it's killing me right now. Uh, uh, Again, he's in, he's in the, he's in the, uh, yeah. Uh, um, uh, is Shaquille is number 13. Oh, gosh. Did you say Dominique Wilkins? I did. He's number 23. So you got some guys that are in the top 50. Uh, I'm trying to... It's, it's, it's killing most me right them, now that I can't most think of, of his name. The past. Ah, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Nope. Oh, man. Guess what? He's number 10. Ah! Close. He almost made I'm it. So close. Uh, uh, now, how many? Just out of curiosity, how many of them are are currently active? One. Okay, Kobe. No, and that's the most surprising of all that Kobe didn't make it. Kobe is twenty two. All right. Um, the guy I hear a lot about. There's. Uh, I'm trying to think of. Here's here's some recent. Well, actually, I guess they're still playing. If there's only one in there, it's going to be either. I'm going to say. Either Allen Iverson. I think he's retired. Is he? Is he in there? No. Okay. He's, he's not there. anywhere on. No, all right, all right. I'm just thinking of names that like are current that I've heard of. This one you should know this one because he's the one that gets all the publicity. Oh, that guy that everybody's angry at because he went from yeah. one team to another. Oh, that's. Uh, don't tell me it's. Uh, oh, it's killing me. <laughs> Yeah, everybody keeps talking about it, but I just don't. Everybody's just, telling it out to you right now. I yeah, listen. Yeah, I know, I know, and I'm. Um, oh God, what is his name? He did. He did that commercial. What should I do? What should I do? What yeah, that's do? him. Yeah, whatever his name. What is his name? LeBron. Yeah, James. There we go. LeBron James. Yeah, Number seven. Wow. I'm actually. I'm actually surprised that he made it because <clears throat> the the current. Group of players. <clears throat> if you went down this list, LeBron is seven. David Robinson? No, next, he wouldn't. The next uh, guy you get is Dwayne Wade, who also plays for the Miami Heat. He's number fourteen. Mm, okay. Tim Duncan is is uh, is on there. He plays for the uh, San Antonio. Doctor J. You, uh, Kobe Bryant, of course, he's on there. 
So you got some current guys, but they're not in that top nine. That Dirk Nowitzki, the guy with the Mavericks, is in there. Uh, Dirk, yeah. Um, Carmelo Anthony, the guy he plays. Uh, he plays for the Knicks now. Doctor J, Since, right? Is that, is that the right name? Who is it? Doctor J? Isn't he like he's like old? He's, he's in the top fifty. He's uh, oh, top fifty. Darn. He's in the top fifty. Jude uh, Dunn. Oh, I, I don't even know how many of these I would have heard of, frankly. I'm like trying to think of. Uh, well, here's what's weird. This, now, this is what's weird. All yeah. this whole time that we just had the playoffs with the Mavericks winning, the Miami Heat, all the media, it was all over the Miami Heat because they got these three guys that they signed just to win the championship mm-hmm. LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosch. Three young guys that came in and they did play well. The Mavericks just outplayed them. All three of those guys are in the top fifty. Wow! <laughs> and yet they didn't, they didn't win, huh? No, they got whooped. Well, I guess whoever bet on the Mavericks made a good made a good yeah chunk of cash, yeah. Huh? The Mavericks, the Mavericks, I think surprised everybody, including the fans here. I mean, it's. Uh, it's wonderful to have a world champion team. I mean, there's just nothing better than than that feeling. And it's been so long since we've done that because the Cowboys have not, you know, they were rolling all those Super Bowls there for a while. Yeah. It's been a while since they did that. But anyway, so. I feel my, like I'd do better in baseball, but maybe not. I don't know. Hard to say. My statistics, my, my statistic thing is it, it actually surprised me how well it came out. Because it's very accurate, in my opinion. Now, the baseball. See, this wa- is why you need to. You need to somehow. What you ought to do is start some. You start writing some articles and submit them to like some sports blogs. Maybe not ESPN right away, but you could do some smaller ones and work your way up. And this this thing that you're talking about, in fact, you could even yeah. start your own blog and just use this system as your own like. Your own commentary. Well, can I have a commentary. website with a blog on the website or something? Absolutely. I mean, I, I could build you that tonight, really. Well, what are we waiting for? Well, we're doing a podcast In right now. Baseball. Now, the baseball one, I haven't done the whole league. It's going to take me a long time to do the baseball. But I'm so happy with the way the baseball came out. Tommy, When I told Tommy at first, he was kind of, yeah, yeah, you know. And then when I started explaining it to him, Man, that's really accurate. We got to get a, we got to get a, a, a patent. I said, no, you don't get a patent. But you might. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, for instance, uh, well, right off the bat, I have a quick question, which is, how many minutes before Tommy tried to apply this formula to his son? <laughs> well, it, the baseball the one. I mean. that I'm, the formula that I'm doing for baseball is for offensive baseball, so it's not about pitchers. So mm-hmm. Robert won't apply. Oh, okay, all right. Well, that was the first thought. The other one is there was a guy. I feel like it's the same guy, but there's uh, there was a guy who figured out, like a statistician who figured out some stuff about baseball as a new sort of statistic that people could use. Yeah. And, and teams started using that for who to sign and things like that. And the ones who used that statistic did way better than any other team. So now it's like become some new standard. Billy Bean. I think that's the guy. And he. Yeah, he wrote the book about it. Now, I don't know if it's the same. He's the GM of the Oakland Athletics. Oh, all right. Well, 
I don't know if it's the same guy, but there was another guy. It was either another guy or the same guy that had a separate kind of statistic like that, um, where he was rating things and stuff like that, uh, just on a website where he would write about it and stuff. And he eventually, what he ended up doing is applying that same statistic or, or something like it, basically, to politics and had shown the uh, how the race would go, the presidential race, you know, back just before Obama was elected. Yeah, and uh, he got within a few points on all on this on every. Yeah, and so it was this. People were like, "Wow, this guy really knows his stuff." And this, uh, so, in that regard, that's what you could do: is where it's like you say, "I figured out this statistic or something like that," um, and then it's sort of. You're credited in a sort of uh, pop culture way, in a, in a sense, or, or something where it's like, oh, this is uh, the, on the Marzoni scale, or whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it, this is what I would want to do with it. And, and this is part of even that website that I spoke with you about before. What I would do with it is I would update it. Right. So that it changes throughout the season. You know, because the statistics will change. Right, Guy but, why hit a the, home but, run. The, but the formula wouldn't. Oh, the baseball one, right. Well, the basketball one will change too, you know, because it's, it's based on performance or what you're doing currently. Right, but I'm saying... What you're the, doing as a career. It's career statistics. Yeah, the numbers So whatever change, your statistics are currently, you could actually update it. Right, right. So I'm saying the statistics would change because of the, the points and such. But the yeah. formula wouldn't change. No, the, the 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 whole formula is the same. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, really, what it comes down. You had a you had a website. You would run the current statistics all the time, so that people could see. You know, it, it would give it a little bit of a excitement to to see it. Because I even have an idea of a whole different kind of approach to sports. For instance, in all the sports, I would have. A, a column that says, if the season ended today, this is who would be in the playoffs. <laughs> mm, I got you. And you would keep track of that every day. Right. You know, so <laughs> it, it makes it a little interesting. Well, I think... Uh, it's a fantastic thing as well, but that's another whole story. Now, I mean, but, these days, like ESPN website and probably a lot of other ones but let's I, I i just about guarantee the espn website has numbers that you could pull almost up to the minute you know what i'm saying i'll tell you the best one for baseball is not espn though it's the mlb major league baseball mlb.com right right they keep man they are right on top of everything i think the numbers change you know during the inning that it's going on you yeah, know it's yeah. like What's well, like that? I, I showed you that I iPad that app. MLB, I get the MLB network on my cable. No, there you go. Well, I showed you that iPad app where it was like you could literally go through every baseball game that's ever been played and check every inning and find out every single you, thing. That if happened. I gave you a date in a game, could you look that up on your iPhone? I don't have that app. I'm just saying there's. Oh. I don't. I would. I, and I don't know well, if they make it for the iPhone app. or just the app, iPad. I'm just. My point about that is that what that means is somewhere those numbers exist. Somewhere those statistics are you can pull 
And yeah, basically, the from a programmer standpoint, this is sort of geeky, but this is how I work in my head. Is like from a programmer standpoint, those numbers exist somewhere in a database that you could sort of dial up, if you will, access, pull the raw numbers out and put them into your own database and then run calculations on those. So in essence, with, say, this basketball thing or the baseball thing, once you've figured out what the formula is, and in the case of the basketball one, it's a very simple because it's just addition. Once you start doing square roots and stuff, I'm screwed. But just simple addition. None of these, none of these are complicated. Okay. Well, so for the basketball one, very simple. It's just addition. So all I would need to do is find the source of those numbers, the most reliable, up-to-date source, and I guarantee you they have a way to pull just the numbers. And then it would it would create a table based on that automatically for you. And then it would just yeah. keep itself updated all the time. Ditto for baseball. That's how that, that application I was showing you, I sent you an email to say you would love this thing because it's all those stats. Clearly this company found the master database of those stats. And like I said, it shows you every single play that happened throughout every single game ever, which is See, ridiculous. But you know the that they're not time, doing it every day. It's just pulling automatically. In 1956, me and my mom and dad drove to New York from New Orleans mm-hmm. on a vacation trip, a two-week trip. And that was the first time I ever stepped foot in Yankee Stadium to see Mickey Mantle. And it was probably the most exciting thing I did for many years between then and now. <laughs> I mean, it was exciting. And that game, I know the date of it, who was playing, who was pitching, but I would love to have, like, the whole thing about the game, you know, the stats of the game, who played, who, what they're batting, where they got hits, how, you know, who scored the runs and all that stuff. Right. That's probably what they have on this thing. Absolutely. Probably the whole box, as they call it, the box score. Yeah, well, the what I was looking at and what I showed you is you could look up that exact game, get the lineup, of course, exactly who was playing and everything, and you could actually, you can hit a button and it would play through and show you in numbers basically exactly what happened in real time throughout the whole game. It could say oh. so-and-so hit. You know, oh. out at out at first, strike out on you know whatever. Is there any way to make a copy of that or something? Or <laughs> get yourself an iPad. It's like five bucks. I mean, not the yeah. iPad, but the program. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, but I mean, how do I get a? I mean, can you put it on a disc or something? No, it would have to run on an iPad. I'm afraid. Well, I mean, okay, it's on an iPad, but can I get it? If I had an iPad, could I copy it some kind of way? Well, it's the same. If you had an iPad, you would get the app. It's five bucks. You just go. You hit a button on the. Is iPad. it like a voiceover thing? No, no. It was. It's a. It's a little. It's a full interface. You would drag oh, through. Yeah, and... Oh, yeah. We are. Hold on. Okay, we're back. Um, yeah. So it's a very simple kind of thing, but uh, I'm sure what I'm saying is that those stats are available somewhere. I don't know for sure where they're getting them, but I know that. They would have to be good. I think we're still messed up. Uh oh. Yeah, I'm seeing the video cutting out. Oh, uh, you're breaking up. You want to cut off the video for a minute here? I'm going to turn off my video. See if that helps. Well, it says internet connection problem. Weird. Okay. I turned off my video for a minute. 
So okay, seems to be yours is running okay, so we can do that for now. Um, okay. well, we yeah, could talk. So. Anyway, um, yeah. So yeah, but uh, if, if you could. You know, I don't guess you know that connection right away, right off the bat, huh? Uh, what do you mean? The 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 the, the app thing that. Oh, the name of it? No, I'd have to look it up. It would. Yeah, well, just look it up and email it over to me or something. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'll send you the. You know, I sent it to you before. I can send it to you again. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure. I, I'm sure I could find with a little bit of research. I could probably find where they're getting those stats. In fact, they might even be on the MLB website. I wonder if MLB has something like that. You know. I tell you, I searched around in there and I couldn't find any archival stuff. Hmm. But um, I'm amazed that that, that so data many, exists. There's actually. so many records of ba- baseball is a statistic heaven because <laughs> yeah they have they have this thing called the Elias Bureau, which is a family named Elias, mm-hmm. and they have stats back like in you know the 1800s. Wow, wow! <laughs> baseball games and stuff. Wow, well, that's probably where that app is getting from then. Man, stats. Are, baseball is so stats driven. Yeah. In fact, I'll tell you. When I was a little boy, I used to pitch a tennis ball. I put I put on my baseball glove, and I'd pitch a tennis ball against the back steps, and I had an entire baseball game, full nine innings. I had baseball cards of every player, and I kept them in two cigar boxes. One was American League, and one was the National League. <laughs> in each pack. Each team was in a separate pack with a rubber band around them, and I would I would have a game between two teams. I would put them in my back pocket, one team in each pocket, and I would go through the batting order. You know, here's Gus Zerniel for the you know Kansas City, and uh, here's you know Art Dittmer's up. You know, and, and I would pitch to him, and depending on where the ball would go and hit the steps, was it a ground ball? It could be a strikeout, a home run, all kind of different stuff pop up. And I, I could spend, in the summer, I could spend hours just pounding that tennis ball against those steps. And, in fact, it's the reason I was always a pitcher was because I, I learned a lot about pitching into those steps because I would try to hit the steps at different spots and everything. Right, right. And, uh, but, man, I, 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 I've always, and I used to keep the stats on my league. And there was a guy got a hit. I had to write down when he got a double. I mean, I had. Sheets of paper that had these uh, white, like school type tablets. Wow! White. <laughs> I used to keep all that stuff. I think about it now; it was a tremendous amount of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, but it was fun. Wow! And I, I did. A, I did. Wait, I, let's hear a story from your life. Well, I, I played a I played a one man baseball game in our backyard a lot of times in the in the uh, Sweetwater house. But it was really? most, it was mostly hitting, not so much pitching. I would throw the tennis ball against the wall really hard because I, I had to be a pretty good distance away from it. Because my idea was, you know, how many houses I could clear was how far you know the ball went, kind of thing. <laughs> if I only went over our fence, that was first base. But if I went four houses down, oh, it was a home done? run. Yeah. And so I used to try to hit as many home runs as I could, and I had a whole imaginary uh bunch of teams an imaginary like family and they had all names you remember breaking a window in a guy's garage 
breaking a window in a guy's garage with a golf ball. Uh-oh. Dang it. Back to it again. Yeah, I'm seeing that. Hold on. We're back to the same old problem. I'm telling you, it's killing me. Uh, give it a second. Uh, do, 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 do. Waiting for all the stats to... Okay, there we go. Oh, I think I lost you. Or did you just turn off your video? No, I just turned my turned my video off. Oh, okay, that'll work. Um, yeah, I hit. I I remember breaking somebody's window with a golf ball. You broke a guy's garage window. Yeah, with a golf ball. I didn't know it was a golf ball. You hit a golf ball down the street. My recollection, yeah, I seem to remember it wasn't like a house like next to us or something. It was like across the street, like four or five houses down. Yeah, I think I. Just in my recollection, I remember I remember something bouncing, and it just barely tapped it, and all of a sudden it shattered to pieces, and I thought, oh, man. <laughs> I was bummed. I don't think it was a – I mean, I wouldn't have hit a baseball. I would have hit, like, a tennis ball, but even that seems – I would have had to hit it directly at it. Yeah. So I could see yeah, myself, a golf like – would have hit it. It would have broken immediately. Yeah. So it might have been a golf ball, but, yeah. Yeah, I don't really, you know. Having trouble remembering the specifics of it, but yeah, I used to hit the the, ba- the tennis ball a lot when I was younger. I, again, was just trying to sort of see how far it could go and everything. Yeah. So similar to that, like you were saying. Uh, although I don't know that I necessarily kept any stats. It was mostly you know just just runs, you know, and whoever won this or whoever won that, and then yeah. I would I would carry over this imaginary family of. Um, sports players or whatever. I carry them over to all my video games. So they were all, you know, in my high scores list, they all had these different names in the high scores list. And Oh, you did keep like high scores list. Well, I mean, it was the video game would keep them for you, but I'm saying when it would say, you know, when you get a high score in a video game, it says type in your name. And so I'd type in a name. I see. I see. And I would sort of alter it based on you know how well they played, or whatever. Where it was like, well, that wasn't this guy. That was this other guy. You know, <laughs> yeah. That sort of. So it got difficult when I played the baseball. Though, when I was, you know, actually out there hitting a ball, where I'd be like, so and so is up to bat, and then all of a sudden they'd hit a home run, and then the next guy was the not so good player or the really good player, and he'd get out. You know, he'd hit the wall, and it would, and I'd be like, dang it, you know. <laughs> I'd be sort of upset, you know, that that guy didn't do as well, even though it was me every time. Jeez, uh, clearly very strange. Now that I think about it, I'm like, it's like I didn't have an imaginary friend; I had like an imaginary, you know, family. It's very weird. So, but they weren't like I didn't exist in their world. You know what I'm saying? They were. Yeah, I became all of them. I never, like, talked to people that weren't there or anything. You know, I didn't have, like, oh, this is my invisible friend Tom or whatever. It was always I would become these various different characters. Baseball players. No, no. I'm at completely made-up names. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I used to become golfers when I was (laughs) playing, when I would get to play golf by myself, which I always loved to do when I was younger, I... I would I would be Arnold Palmer or somebody, you know. Right, right. I used to do that all the time when I was a kid. <clears throat> we used to try to em- emulate the 
And, you know, you Mickey Mantle when you're playing baseball, you're trying to hold your arm up the way he used to do and yeah. run like he would run and all that stuff. But uh, so what did you give me something from this week's adventures? I didn't really have many adventures. I'm trying to think. Um, <laughs> I didn't really do a whole lot in the last week. Um no, I just mostly worked on stuff. I worked on various projects and stuff, uh, and uh, hung out. You didn't with... go out with anybody, drinking or carousing or anything. Not really. I mean, I did have one friend who who was in town from New York, and uh, her and I went out for drinks uh, on Sunday for ah, a female. Yeah, for like an hour or something like that. Hour. She or two. called you and told you she was coming to town, or what? Yeah, yeah. She said she. I haven't seen her in, since she's lived here. Um. So she said that she was going to be in town for a few days. She said, "Hey, let's you know catch up, get a drink." So we went. Got she's a drink. single. Yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. It wasn't like that, but you know, it wasn't like that. Just I, I can't stand it when you know you saw the movie with Billy Crystal and what's her name? <laughs> of course, of course. Well, he yeah. he's, he's he spoke the truth in that movie. There's no such thing as a guy and a girl being friends. Uh, I I I know the basic idea, and I don't necessarily disagree with it. Yeah, um, I think it. For it's old fashioned. For myself, no, I think that for myself, there is a part of me where it's like, if I'm single and they're single and they're, you know, we're we're hanging out, eventually something's going to happen. But yeah. then, uh, but you know, there's a number of people I know where we had, you know, we had some fun once or twice, but we can still be friends. And then it's not so weird because there's no like curiosity, and then you can actually just be friends. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So uh, that that's happened uh, a number of times, including with yeah. this, this girl. I mean, we've you know done stuff in the past, but we're different people. You know, we wouldn't really uh, get along that way. So, but we're good friends, so it, it works out. Uh, I think. Well, I, yeah, I noticed I see that, what you're talking about, though. I noticed yeah. that people in your generation, though, seem like they hang out in groups, like. There's groups of guys and girls hanging out together without them being attached. Absolutely, yeah. 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 I think uh, that I think that comes from I think we're, you know, we're getting married later. There's a lot more uh certainly a lot more independent women who actually, you know, they, they have jobs, they have their own careers, things like that. And yeah. I th- think when you put all that together, yeah, there certainly becomes a more of like hanging with the guys kind of thing even if the guys aren't all guys uh, because of that it's like you're on equal footing so yeah, yeah that's a different that's a different different thing than 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 than, than the past would have been yeah exactly exactly yeah that's where i think it's changed but i think you know there's certainly some truth and i mean you know my guy friends and i'll talk about that all the time where it's like can you really just you know be friends if nothing's ever happened and all this different stuff and it's there's all these uh different allowances you have to make to where it works where it's like well if if they've always been in a relationship or they're married or something like that or you know and you and you're not attracted to them anyway you could hang out as friends and actually just be friends (laughs) this kind of thing but it's like when you get into the thing where it's like, well, you're both single most of the time, 
Neither of you have dated the other one's friend for any length of time. Uh, it's very difficult to... N- nothing ever happens. Yeah. Uh, so, in that regard, yeah, that, that still holds up true. I've found for myself, and that's, again, what uh, friends of mine and I have talked about. It's that kind of... Uh, that's the way it goes. It's sort of it's very difficult to just be friends with some somebody. You know, if you're single and they're single and they're attractive, uh, it's very difficult to just be friends. Yeah, as we say, yeah, we uh, wouldn't have had that in my day. You wouldn't have had anything like that. That would have been totally no way. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, the thing we say is you get it out of the way right at the beginning and then you can figure out what what happens afterwards sort of you know well you didn't have uh, you know you didn't uh, your life was separate from girls you know you had separate lives like right yeah and uh, of course I went to you know high school was all boys school so I didn't Mm. have that during those that period of your life when you're most attracted to girls for the first time, I wasn't around girls very much. Yeah. You know, being an all boys school, I mean, I, I would see them at, you know, they would come to the football games and the baseball games and I'd see them, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, it was, it was just totally different. It would have been no, there'd have been no chance of, being friends with one of them where we went places together and all that kind of stuff. I mean, there's just no way. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think, you know, there's, it goes two ways. It's also, it becomes difficult because the other side of it is a, a, the dilemma that we have today that I don't think we had so much in the past. Is it's also when you're, quote-unquote, hanging out with a, a girl that you don't really know that well. There's that part where you go, is this, are we on a date? Is, you know, are we, yeah. did she invite me out because she needed somebody to pal around with and she didn't want to get, you know, robbed on the street. And so she decided to bring a guy with her. You know, it's, it, it gets into a lot of these gray areas where you don't know what's appropriate. Yeah, <laughs> I could see that being a problem. <laughs> it is, it is, it totally is. And I mean, you know. Okay, now what, uh, here's a question for you for this week's activities. Right. Okay. Did you buy anything this week? Did you spend any money? Yeah, well, um, I bought uh, I bought the most recent uh, Star Wars trilogy that comes with the original originals as a bonus disc. The unaltered originals as a bonus disc. One well, unaltered original? What do you mean? You know how they remastered them back in I think ninety eight, ninety nine. Oh yeah, I see. Well, they they put out a DVD version about two years ago, I think, maybe three years ago. That was, it's the remasters again, which I already have on DVD. But then there's a bonus disc for each movie, and the bonus disc is the original unaltered one. I see. And uh, but but it's not it's stereo sound instead of five point one surround, and it's not properly formatted for modern TVs and things like that. So. It's a little upsetting in that regard because it's like, come on, you don't have to do that much work to make it really fancy on today's TVs. Just leave out all your dumb remastering. And uh, <laughs> I'd had it in my Amazon shopping cart. For so like the remastering messed up, messed it up. 
Yeah, they he added all these goofy little things. Like he added in like little CGI characters uh, randomly. Just just in a scene, you're just watching a scene. All of a sudden, this little goofy thing will pop up and be like, blah, 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 blah. "It's yeah. very weird. It's distracting, and it it kind of takes you out of the movie." Cause yeah, you, I bet. You know, you, not only do you not remember it, but it's way more fluid than anything that was there before. He redid a lot of the characters that used to be in, you know, claymation stuff. He redid them in 3D, so now they're quote unquote more fluid. But now they just look like cartoons. Uh, he added scenes in some cases, like in the original Star Wars, there was a scene way early on that was cut that was supposed to be when Solo and uh, Skywalker and Chewbacca were running towards the Millennium Falcon. Uh, there's a brief moment where he runs into Jabba the Hutt. And obviously they took that out, and then Jabba the Hutt and Return of the Jedi became, you know, this giant worm-like thing. But in the original, Jabba the Hutt was just a, some fat dude just walking around in normal clothing, basically. He was just a gangster-looking guy. Really? Yeah. So they had this scene shot where Han is talking to Jabba the Hutt prior to them figuring out what Jabba the Hutt was going to look like. So he put that scene back in, but now the problem is, well, you need the actual Jabba the Hutt. So he yeah. put this digital CGI, really fast-moving Jabba the Hutt, who <laughs> has like very cartoonish, exaggerated expressions. And there's one part where Han Solo in the original had walked around behind the guy. And so they yeah. were like, well... If we have full-size Jabba there, and he were to walk around behind him, he would have to effectively step on Jabba's tail. So they yeah. literally put a, a part in that scene where Han Solo walks around him, steps on his tail, and his eyes bug out. <laughs> it's that bad. Like, I'm not exaggerating. Oh. It's that bad. That's, that's, that's not good. It's terrible. It's terrible. So... And then in Return of the Jedi, they just, they just screw with that up and down. They changed all the songs... They they added. Would you dance say that was the best of the three? That was the one I liked the most as a kid. Uh, yeah, I kind of liked that one myself. Everybody, I like Star Wars. I mean, I I, I enjoy watching Star Wars. And by the <laughs> way, I watched Inception. It just got released on on HBO this week, mm. and uh, I, I'm. I, I really paid attention. The first time I saw it in a theater, I, I just couldn't pay attention. It was just too ridiculous. <laughs> so this time I was trying to desperately understand the thing with his wife and kids and her being dead and he was keeping her alive in his dream. Now that's what I got out of that. I don't know if you remember anything about the movie. Uh, yeah, I... she was down in this basement area. In, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah, he was obviously dreaming. I mean, that was what he was good at. That was his talent was to be in somebody's dream. Right, right. And it taught people how to dream the same dream so like four people were in the same dream dreaming at the same time yeah and uh as they got through the movie where it began to make sense to me as not sense from the standpoint of it actually happening but the sense of what they were telling you 
it actually was a very good movie. I mean, my recollection was that yeah, I didn't he, like it the first time. <laughs> he kept her in the basement, but it was also that he couldn't let her go because it was his guilt because she had committed suicide, but he had felt guilty for opening her up to this world in the first place, and she wanted to live in a dream world instead of reality. And she ended up killing herself because she couldn't deal with the fact that there was a reality, basically. She wanted to be back in the dream world. So he felt guilty and kept her in the basement of his dreams. Well, here's the way I... like, uh, confront her or something, right? In the beginning of it, there's a scene where a guy says, go ahead and kill me, and I can just live in my dream. And... Um, uh, DiCaprio tells him, he says, no, it doesn't work that way. You, you go into limbo, mm. is what he called it. Yeah. Which is actually a Catholic religious word. I'm but, <laughs> but, purgatory, yeah. Since you got about, as they went through that whole process of, like, one of the guys got shot and, um, they were trying to keep him alive because they didn't want him to go into the limbo world. And uh, that's what happened to his wife because she committed suicide. That's where she was. She was in limbo. That's what that basement was. That That's what I got from it. In other words, he, he there's nothing he could do about bringing her back into the real world. The only thing he could do would be to live in her world. And if he did that, he would be abandoning his kids. Huh. And he didn't want to live his whole life in that dream world, in other words. So that was kind of the dilemma. He loved her. She wanted him to stay with her, but he couldn't do it. He just couldn't do it. So. But my understanding was the whole reason that the feds were after him was because they thought he killed his wife because she committed yeah. suicide right in front of him by jumping out a window, and they yeah. thought that he pushed her. Yeah. So she was actually dead. Yeah, she was dead. Right. So there wasn't. She was in limbo. That's where she was in that basement. That's where she was. In other words, he created that basement in the dream world. Is that 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 was his skill? In other words, he could go into your dream. Mm-hmm. That's what he. That's what he. That was his talent. So she was dead, but also alive, just barely. Or no, she was alive in the dream. She was alive in in limbo. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. His memory of her. Yeah. 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 And well, it was actually it was actually her dream. Okay. In other words, she he was living in her dream when he was with her. I get you. I but get you. He, she wanted him to stay there, and he didn't want to. He, he just couldn't do it. Right. So, I mean, it was really, I don't know. I, it's amazing how much I enjoyed that movie the second time versus, I mean, the first time I actually left early. <laughs> I mean, oh, I, wow. the last 20 minutes of the movie. <laughs> oh, well, that ruins all the fun. Man, I was so disturbed by that movie. I was thinking, boy, what a piece of garbage this is. <laughs> and then I read all these reviews by my favorite, my favorite reviewer is the Wall Street Journal, Joe Morganson, and he counted it as one of the great movies of the year. Right. So 
I said, okay, I, I got to see this again. Mm. I waited until it came out on HBO this weekend, and I saw the premiere thing of it, and uh, I was by myself, and I, you know, I watched it and just kind of really paid attention to it, and it, it, it really was a well-done movie. Yeah, very well made, and and I have to imagine the editing for it was just a giant pain. And they did a lot of uh, did a lot of weird tricks where apparently the main theme song they slow it down exactly to how much time it would take in real life when they were in certain levels. So when they're yeah. as, as deep as they can go, that that three minute track would have been you know a four hour long track. Exactly. And they had slowed that music down to that exact, you know, scale. Things like that I thought was pretty uh, pretty interesting. Yeah. You had a sense of it because of that. Yeah. You know, a sense of this time thing that the difference between the dream time and the real time. Yeah. It was, was, uh, I didn't it was, well the uh, thing is like I I'm normally I'm not very good at picking up on things in movies and figuring out a plot before it's over. And I remember so many people being confused by that film, and I was like, "No, it made sense to me." Like, you know, and I'm again not trying to, you know, I'm usually an idiot about films. I don't get it until the last few minutes, and I go, "Oh!" Like M Night Shyamalan gets me every time, and uh, so it's you know that was one of those rare ones where I, I I just got it. I was like, "Oh yeah, it makes sense." The only thing that was remaining was the the last scene was like, "Does the does the top fall or not?" That's you know, but that's not so much something you'd figure out so much as you just guess. Yeah, I say it does. Yeah, but I mean, he did go back with his kids and all that, you know. So, I mean, he went back to the real world. As far as he we kept know. talking about going home. See. Yeah, but that was the whole thing was he had to see if he was dreaming by spinning that top. Yeah, I know. And you that, never that, see that it fall, so it's supposed to be like maybe had a name for that. Doing that, it's like your totem or something. Your something, I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Token. Some, yeah, I don't remember what it was. Yeah, but it was it was it was pretty good. I mean, I, DiCaprio is a good actor. I mean, yeah. I, I enjoy watching him. Him and Johnny Depp, I would say, are the two best of the young. Well, I have to put uh, Christian Bale in there. Yeah, yeah uh, he won an Academy Award this year, so. You know what we don't see enough of these days is Christian Slater, I say. I always liked him. Christian Slater? Yeah. I don't, we don't see him. I guess he's doing a TV show or something. It seems like he dropped off the radar, but I feel like every movie that Keanu Reeves has been in, you could have put Christian Slater in there and it would have been a better film. See, I don't get Canu- the uh, Reeves at all. I, I don't get I don't get the deal with him. He, he looks like he must know somebody to get all these parts he gets. He is not a good actor. No, no. That's why I'm saying, but but he fits a certain demographic. Slater, if there's you will. something there's something about Slater that annoys me. He's played some very good parts. Mm-hmm. He's gotten some very good roles, and I think it might be his expression on his face. His facial expression sort of. I don't know. There's something about it that makes it like he's acting, you know. Right. Well, I think maybe what it is, uh, I theorize, is that he's sort of... If you're going to do a Christian Slater impression, I know this because I do a Christian Slater impression, uh, it's a, it's like a, it's like doing a very bad Jack Nicholson impression. <laughs> so I think that 
probably <laughs> somebody who grew up like you did uh, with Jack Nicholson as as a main, you know, not like an older actor, but as a you know modern day actor, as it were. Yeah, I feel like you probably see Christian Slater as a cheap doing a bad Jack Nicholson impression his whole life. I'm just guessing, but it, maybe well, doesn't I don't register think I, to you. I, I don't relate it to Jack Nicholson, but he does seem, I don't know. And he talks, I mean, I, you know, he know, does I, that. I, yeah, he, yeah. I've seen him so many movies. He's been, he's been, you know, he's made some good movies. Yeah, yeah. He's very good. I like I just, one I where it's, I like the one where it's him and uh, that girl, uh, the sister. They got the two sisters that are playing the uh, movie stars. Oh, what's her name? Oh, I don't know. It's the one where he's, it's a shoot 'em up thing. Oh, True Romance. Yeah. That was in a fact, really good movie. Uh, James Gandolfini is in that movie. Yep, yep. That's one of those, that's one of those. That's the like, girl that's in there. Patricia Arquette. That's her. No, is that Patricia? Yeah, yeah. Patricia's the thin one. Maybe it's Rosanna Arquette. No, Rosanna's the thin one. You're right. Patricia. I, I, yeah, I like Patricia better. She's got a little more meat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She hasn't done anything in a long time, but... No, she yeah, is. Everybody's in True Romance. That's one of those movies that I can remember shortly before I moved to California, I knew an actor guy uh, who lived here in Hollywood. He was a brother of a guy I lived with in Seattle. And so they were all about movies and acting and everything else like that. And True Romance was one of those like Hollywood movies because it was all the big actors before they were the big actors. Yeah. And there was a lot of you know, it was a lot of Hollywood insider stuff. The producer guy, the the up and coming actor, the you know, cocaine plot twist, the uh and then there's you know, the I guess the Christian Walker uh Christopher Walken and uh uh God, why can't I remember his name ever. The scene with uh, with the dad, with his dad. He just died last year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know who you mean. Uh, <sighs> Killing uh, me. Or Duvall. No, not Duvall. Wasn't Robert Duvall? No, it was... Um, he was in uh, Easy Rider. Jack Nicholson and... Uh, oh, yeah, I know who you mean. That's uh, yeah. that Fonda and... Uh, what is his name? Oh yeah, I know who you mean. He had a series on TV last two years ago. He's he's been in a million movies. That yeah, guy. that guy's amazing. I just he was in Apocalypse him. Now. Yep, that's right. He was. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Richard Dreyfus? No. 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 Uh, it's I can't me. ever think of his name right off. I'm yeah, always yeah. from Apocalypse Now. Well, the, the scene that he, he loves did... the smell of napalm in the morning. Yeah, so that that's, the that's the one. That's the one. No, the, the guy, he plays the photographer that lives in the jungle. Yeah. In Apocalypse Now. Oh, what is his name? That guy. And he gets these, like, high on something the whole Played time. Played Blue Velvet. Yeah, he's in everything again. It's one ever of those... seen Blue Velvet? I have not. I'm not a big David Lynch fan, but... Have I... you ever seen Lost Highway? Oh, I could not watch it. I tried, like, six, seven times. I kept falling asleep. I've seen that movie at least 12 times. <laughs> no. I love that movie. Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper, yeah. That's the name I was thinking of. He had cancer. Yeah. Um, so, you, you didn't like Lost Highway? No, I kept falling asleep. And Blue Velvet, those are David Lynch classics. I've heard, but I've still never kept seen it. Hold on, you're you're cutting out here. Um, 
I need to see it, but I, I just uh, I haven't yet. Um, apparently, the scene between Dennis Hopper and Christopher Walken in True Romance was all ad-libbed. Yeah. So that was a big thing to a lot of people. Um, and Gary Oldman is in that as well. Uh, yeah, so it's like kind of, yeah, everybody. Brad Pitt was even in it. Okay, what's the name in a movie with John Travolta and Danny DeVito? Oh. DeVito is a movie star. John Travolta is a hit man, and he goes to Hollywood. It's based on a book. Uh, I got read the book. Don't know. Uh, Don't care for John Travolta at all, so I'm going to be uh, woefully ignorant on that one. Now, your mom really liked John Travolta. I, I, it's probably all because Saturday Night Fever, or uh, or Grease, yeah. Grease, Grease and Saturday no, Night Fever. Saturday Night Fever. She 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 went she went crazy. I thought oh. she was way into Grease, but yeah. Plus he was Italian and all that, you know. Yeah, and I don't, I don't care for him. What in the world is the name of that guy? I mean, the name of that movie? Uh, I'm looking it up. Mm, let's see, John Travolta. Danny DeVito. Um, I don't think I ever saw it, so... Oh, Get man. Shorty. Get Shorty. Mm. Now, that's a movie you got to see, because it's got humor in it, but it's a good story. Mm. James Gandolfini's in that movie, too. Yeah, there you go. Just a bit, you know, he's a bit... He gets knocked off in a lot of movies. Named, named Bear. His character's name was Bear. Yeah. Yeah. Travolta beats him up at one point. Yeah, he's. I can uh, like John Travolta. He's just. I can't think of uh, really the only movie I can think of that he was that he did that I liked was Pulp Fiction, and I feel like that's throwing the guy a bone. You could have put anybody into that spot, except for the fact that he he was was good. He was good. He dances at one point, and I think that was like one of those. Well, we've got John Travolta in here. We know he can dance, and I feel like they threw that in there just because it was John Travolta, and I could have done without that scene. So I don't think it was worth putting him in that movie. Uh, <laughs> just for that scene, not worth it. And well, I, they didn't put him in there just for that scene. That's what I'm thinking. Why else would oh, you? Why else would you resurrect a terrible actor's terrible career? But he's a good actor. <sighs> John Travolta, I mean, the guy's a classic. Of all time, do me a favor: watch Battlefield Earth, and then let's revisit. Oh this no, no, I'm not. About, I, I, about I, I how watch. good of an actor John Travolta is. Oh, but, I mean, you can name even Robert De Niro movies that are bad. I mean, yeah, yeah bad. but it's also, he's not just, it's not just a bad movie. He's also terrible in it. And he <laughs> loved, he was all, this was his passion project. It was terrible. <laughs> Worst movie I have ever seen in my entire life. Well, it was, rank, it was ranked by my Wall Street man as the worst movie of the last 20 years. I'd go 50. I've never seen well, a worse you movie. You haven't been around for 50. I've never seen a worse movie. I've never, ever seen a worse movie. It was the worst <laughs> movie I've ever seen in my life. And I feel like you can't... I can't... I'm offended yeah. that John Travolta made people get out of bed in the morning to work <laughs> on that pile of crap. Like, I'm offended... You know, you think about, like, all the cast and crew that were involved, and they had to put up with, with you know uppity Hollywood actors and all their crap and it's like oh but this is for this film and it's just such a just a just a complete waste of everybody's everything it lost money <laughs> so like nobody got paid anybody who was like doing their breakout role in that film never got anywhere with it 
wasted however many it months was a of bad life. movie period oh yeah just <laughs> terrible so that well i would have kicked him out i said no more that's what i would have said but i really i can't think of movies that he's done that were good that i enjoyed now i know Ed that saturday night, i know that saturday night fever is supposed to be really good and Grease, but I didn't care for our Grease, and I never saw Saturday Night Fever. I didn't like Fever. Grease either. I think Saturday Night Fever. I'll tell you one that was good. Didn't was see uh, that, Shorty. Blowout. Didn't see that. That was good. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, he was young when he made that one. Face Off was terrible. There's another terrible film he's done. What about the one where the the honeymoon murders or something? The honeymoon? Don't know. Don't remember. I also remember him doing one shortly after Pulp Fiction. Where he was like a, it was like an angel or something. That was terrible. I think well, that wasn't bad. That wasn't too bad. I, basically, what it feels like. Get wings me, in that movie. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> I remember being very <laughs> young. Oh, I mean, that's just the party at the party. I, I, well, it, I, I, it feels to me. My theory <laughs> was, it still is, that he just was taking any role that would come at him and didn't yeah, but, care. Uh, all of those guys do that. <laughs> right, I get they that. They make like one or two good movies and <laughs> make ten just terrible movies, but they make a fortune. That's fine. And what happened, he did all this terrible stuff, and he was kind of booted out of Hollywood where they were like, we don't want to see you anymore. Quentin Tarantino oh, saved... That was because of his, no, that was because of his Christian science thing. Uh, no. Scientology doesn't affect Scientology, yeah, that's it what it is. It doesn't affect anybody's career anymore. Certainly, no, they uh, kicked him out of Hollywood because of that. Well, whatever. Let's go with it. But Quentin Tarantino revived his career. Yeah. And since then, he's made terrible decisions. <laughs> he does. just been bad movies. Uh, Swordfish or Operation Swordfish. Uh, yeah, uh, the the uh, Face Off. Uh, 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 that stupid Angel movie. Uh, oh, God. I don't just I just really can't think of anything he's done, and it seems like he just went right back to making crappy movies. He's like, all right, I'm back. I'm going to continue making the same mistakes. Battlefield Earth. Battlefield Earth was made after Pulp Fiction. Like, that's what you do now that you're back? You make Battlefield Earth? Yeah, but they probably Earth. made $20 million to make that movie, you know. They spent a lot of money, and they lost money on it because it was a giant flop. Because it was yeah, terrible. But he didn't. Oh, I guarantee he did. Oh man, they paid him up front. Those guys that are making—that's the, the whole movie. I mean, the whole idea of selling the tickets was to have him in the movie. Well, it was his project. Those, though. Actors, those actors never get shorted paid when they get in the movie. No way. Well, it was his project, though. I mean, he was like a producer on it. He make a lot. difference. I guarantee you, he all made right, twenty right. million dollars. Let's let's say he made some money. Well, that doesn't make it any worse, any better. Now he's now he made a terrible movie and he was the only one that got paid. Yeah, and that makes him worse. <laughs> just not, I just don't care for him at all. It's just not good. Well, let's move on. <laughs> I also don't like. Uh, I also there's a, a couple other uh, actors and actresses I don't like. I don't care for and just some of them are just silly. I just for some reason I every time I see him I just hate them. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kirsten Dunst, um, Gwyneth Paltrow, Julia Roberts. Can't stand any one of those three. Unwatchable Luke movie. The Roberts? Ugh. She plays the same exact character. Academy Awards. She plays it, yeah, unfairly. I think that was a, uh, I, you know, she's a Hollywood darling, but she plays the same character in every film. She's like this kind of streetwise, well, you she's know, never smart chalking chick. The, never gotten past the, the prostitute movie that she made with Richard Gere. Yeah, but that's one of those classics, and that was not a, you know... 
She played the same thing there. It's like she's this streetwise, yeah. tough talking lady, but deep down inside, she's got a heart of gold, and she's a she's just a, a you know home bumpkin kind of just a sweet girl, and that's that's she shines at the end, and you see that, and that's every role she's ever done. Is that exact thing where she starts off all kind of tough, and then you find what woman actress do you like? I like Angelina Jolie a great deal. Oh man, I can't believe that. Yeah, Selma Hayek. Uh, I used to be a big fan of Drew Barrymore. You like all these women with big boobs, but I can tell you yeah, one yeah. thing: that is an ugly woman, Angelina Jolie. Uh, you are man, insane. Is a, she looks like something out of a cartoon with those lips that they perked up on her. Insane, sir. Insane. Oh, she's got the blubber lips. Uh, Somebody, and they got to inject her probably twice a week. Oh, uh, you're you could not be more just off base. That's just. What do you mean off base? She is a all right. I like I like everything. Uh, everything about her. The movies that she made before Catherine she. Catherine O'Hara. I'm a so huge. I'm a huge huge fan of Catherine O'Hara. How about Amy McAdams? Uh, I have to look her up. Amy McAdams. Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like her. She's good. Amy Adams and Rachel McAdams. That's yeah, I is. like Rachel McAdams. She's good. Yeah, she's a good actress. I like her. Um, best actress today, not counting Meryl Streep, the best actress is Edie Falco. Okay. To me, there's nobody in her league right now. She is just extraordinary. She's playing this little half-hour show on Showtime now, Nurse Jackie. Right. I mean, she's just she's so good. It's a, you can just watch her play any kind of part. I still haven't gotten into Nurse Jackie, but I, I certainly won't discount Edie Falco's talent. She's she was always amazing in Sopranos, and the few minutes I've seen of Nurse Jackie, I thought you know course top notch but i just haven't gotten into it i'll have to one day i'll just yeah, it's, it's it. good because it's got a little funny to it i think they've gone a little bit overboard with the drug thing oh sigourney weaver love sigourney weaver yeah she's a... yeah. Um, i don't know if you're looking for older actresses or younger actresses so. well sigourney weaver doesn't do anything for me i don't know really no, you didn't ask I'll me tell who, you it was a good actress you didn't ask me who i wanted in my bedroom you asked me who i liked as oh an no yeah i know but that, marissa tomei she is really good she's very good wouldn't want her in the bedroom but she's a great actress what's wrong with her in the bedroom she's got an incredible body mm, i don't know Feel like I'd get annoyed by that voice. You have seen it. If you've seen a Marissa Tomei movie, you've seen her body naked from head to toe. I guarantee you that she she gets naked more than anybody. The only one that I, the one that she always, I always remember when I think of Marissa Tomei was my cousin Vinny, and she wasn't naked in that. Yeah, well, that she was great, but I mean, you know, that was, was a comedy. That was when she was twenty four years old. Or yeah, something. it was twenty years ago. I don't know what she looks like now. I heard she's naked. She's all kind of naked in the wrestler, but I haven't. You didn't seen see that. the wrestler? Uh, I tried to watch uh, about the first twenty minutes of it, but I was I was on my way to bed, so I kind of. Vicky Rock. I know. I got to check it out. I know. I need to you see don't it. See Angel Heart. Angel Heart? No, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what that is. You needed. You need to watch Angel Heart and then get the DVD in the uncut version. <laughs> Mickey Rock is in this movie, and I'm telling you, it will blow you away. Mm-hmm. It's it, it, for one thing. I'm not going to tell you what it's about, but it, it has a surprise to it. Let's put it that mm-hmm. way. 
Well, he's a good actor. I mean, I like it. But that movie is so much fun to watch. You got to get the uncut one. I've seen both the cut and the uncut. In fact, I saw the cut one in the theater, and then the uncut one uh, was a VHS tape at the time. I now have it on DVD. But, I mean, what a movie. And it's filmed in New Orleans, in fact. Yeah, that's why. Robert like De Niro it. is in that movie. There you go. See, now we're now it's getting biased. You see. <laughs> well, I mean, he plays a small it's, part, but I'm not going to tell you who he's he is. Hitting all the right pleasure centers for you, so I mean, I feel like you can't be completely. Well, Robert De Niro, movie. you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, Robert De Niro, New Orleans, Mickey Rourke. I mean, it's going to be tough to. Uh, oh yeah, I was going to ask you because we're almost done here. I was going to ask you, did you end up seeing that Woody Allen movie? Absolutely. And did you? What did you think? Well, you know, I'm always sort of judging Woody because I just admire him so much. What I really like is his last four movies have all been filmed in Europe. Now, the reason for that is because he makes more money in Europe because they they love artists that make movies in in Europe, particularly France. You know, they they love Jerry Lewis, for instance. But... He's 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 kind of each one he's made has been a little bit better. This one was very good because it, for one thing, he shot it the same way he shot Manhattan when he did the Manhattan movie, which was one of his classics, and he did that with Paris. So it was visually a lot of fun to watch, and then the story was good because the guy that played Woody, every story has the Woody character. You can even his dialogue sounds like Woody. You know, he does that little stuttering and everything, you know. Right. Now I can't think of the name of the guy. Uh, shoot. The review that I read was basically, it said it's very awkward to see all these young actors that I've seen do all these other roles, all of them doing a Woody Allen impression. They were saying it was very difficult to get over that. And they, they it didn't, it took yeah. them out of the movie because that was, it was so overwhelming. Well... What you got to think of is, of course, he's writing the script, so yeah. it's going to sound like him. I, I, to me, I kind of treasure that part of it. I, I mean, to me, I like that. I, I, I like it to be so identifiable as being him. Yeah. I think what he should do is, I think he should be like Alfred Hitchcock and make a cameo appearance in every one of his movies. I, I think that that would be a big plus. Yeah. You know, just a little walk in the restaurant or something you know they he don't even need to speak just kind of stick him in the movie it was a very enjoyable movie uh you know it was just just fun to watch well written the, the photography was incredible it was just fun to watch and now i can't think of the name of the guy who played in the woody movie uh brad pitt uh, uh was woody harrelson in it i don't know Wait, let me go. Wait a minute. I don't remember what. The, I don't know. I, I let's see. Uh, Owen Wilson. Owen is. Are you thinking Owen Wilson? Probably Dallas's own Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Yeah. You're uh, you're already on the computer. I was pulling up. it up. I mean, you Owen. asked. Can't talk to you without you being checking everything. Ah, that's why you like Rachel McAdams, because she's in there, too. Mm-hmm. Well, I like her before that. All right, I'm just saying. What do you think uh, of, uh, say, Scarlett Johansson? She seems to be the all the rage. 
She wasn't in that. No, I know. I'm just kind of. She was in the Christina, the one that he made before that. It was in Spain. Mm. She was in that one. Yeah, Scarlett O'Hara. Let me Scarlett O'Hara. Scarlett Johansson has got a bottle on her, too. Yeah, yeah, she's all right. And she played in that movie about the two little teenage girls that go to the record of the uh, the video store and... What's the name of that movie? It was it was like a little independent film. Hmm. She played this real geeky, little skinny-looking, horrible-looking girl. She's not pretty, you know. Who? Scarlett Johansson? Yeah, she's not a she's not a pretty person. What? 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 They've just, well, they've, I'm just they've, they've talking crazy yeah, again. You have a bad. You, have a bad, uh, you don't uh, you don't know what that's about. But you, you, I disagree with you is uh, immensely. Well, you disagree, but you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking I mean, about two of the hottest actresses in Hollywood. You call them both ugly. Angelina Jolie and Scarlett they're Johansson. They're not actresses because of their body that they show you. That's all. What's that? They're, they're not pretty people. I mean, you want to see somebody pretty, go look at Ava Gardner or Rita Hayworth or Liz Taylor. I'm not disagreeing with you. Beautiful women. They don't have women like that anymore. Angelina Jolie is gorgeous in the face and body. like that anymore. Not even one. I, I, again, I will, I will, I will revert back to Selma Hayek any day of the week. Now, I would say, I would say she ranks up there because I, I kind of like the guy she married. And uh, I mean, I could watch her and play any movie she plays in. So I used I like to like that Mia Jovovich. Uh, she was pretty good for a while there, but I can't picture her. She was in. Um, Fifth Element. She was the Fifth Element. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I don't, I don't like. I know who you mean. Yeah, I like I, her as an actress. Pretty in I, the face, but you know, not really like. I didn't get that. Honest, yeah. uh, I don't know what what movie you're talking about with the video store. I'm looking up that Scarlett Johansson. I don't see Lost in Translation. No, that wouldn't be right. No, it was a long time ago. Now this is probably maybe even her first movie. I don't know. Sorry, well, the girl. The little girl was kind of fat. In fact, I'm thinking the girl might have been Christina Ricci or somebody like that. Hmm. I could be wrong. She looked hmm. like there was a little plump-looking little thing. I don't know. Sorry. What's the name of that movie. I can't think of the name of it. I watched it a couple of times. It's kind of entertaining. Hmm. Uh, you don't see a list of movies under Scarlett Johansson? I do, but I, I'm not seeing anything that... What was the first movie? She was like eight years old. North? No. 11-year-old North something, no. blah, blah, blah. She would have been like 16, 18, something like that. Well, that's, I'm, that's where I'm looking around that age. Uh, just start naming them. Ghost World, My Brother the Pig, Home Alone. Ghost World. Oh. That's it. The cartoon? Oh, no, I was thinking, what's the one I'm thinking of? Cool World. <laughs> that's why I didn't click it. I was thinking Cool World. All right. Yeah, Ghost World. That's it. Apparently got good reviews. Yeah, yeah, it was a good little independent kind of movie. God. Who did she play with in there? Uh, Thora Birch. No. Thora That's... Birch, Steve Buscemi, Stacy Travis. Steve Buscemi owned the the video store. Uh, well, Thora Birch was the other girl. Yeah, I understand, but I I, I didn't I don't recognize her her name. You know, I just remember this little plump girl that she ran around with. Thora Birch was it was the girl in American Beauty, the daughter. 
Yeah, I know. She's the same oh, girl. Okay. The right, one that right. took the blouse off at the window. Yeah, so I would think that would be the chubby girl you're thinking of. Yeah, that's her. Yeah, oh, that's okay. Her. All right. Well, there you go. Same girl. Yeah. Uh, no, did not see it. Just makes me feel old because... 2000- the Ghost World. That's a good one. That's a good little movie. All right. It's time so. to call it a night. It's 830. Yeah, I guess she would have been about 15. God, see, again, I feel really old. <laughs> Jesus. I'm an old man. Although she just... Well, I, how old were you when she was 15? Uh, Well, in 2001, I was, uh, what, 20, uh, 22? Yeah. So I guess uh, I guess I'm not too much older than her. So oh, okay. She just broke up with Sean Penn, so she's into the older guys. Oh, don't even mention his name in my uh, press. Like, hey, we've already had our discussion about him. Okay. Yeah, we don't want to talk about it. Okay. Yeah, it's all good. All, all right. right. See you later. All right, Dad. We, we got through up, most up, of it okay. So Take it easy running the streets. Of course. <laughs> keeping, these, keeping these streets under control. Make sure. I'm getting ready to leave for Mississippi on Thursday. Mississippi. All right. You'll have some stories visit, next week then. I want to visit the kids. It's been a year since I visited you, and it's been about a year and a half since I visited them. So uh, I'm going to take a little quick weekend trip over there. Cool. Well, then you'll have a story on Monday. Tell everybody I said howdy. Yeah, I will. And uh, I'm going to try to get Sheila's. I know Sheila's got all those techs to high-tech equipment, so I'm going to try to get that baseball thing. (laughs) All right. I'll talk to you later, Mitchell. All right, Dad. Talk to you soon. Be careful. All right. Love you. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye.